Are you a creative looking to build your network with like-minded individuals? Look no further. Talents, that's T-A-L-N-T-S, is a social media platform where you can build your network and business by connecting with creatives like yourself anywhere in the world. Whether you're posting an art piece, your editor reel, or you just produced a new music track, on Talents, your portfolio is your resume. And now, with Talents' new vouching system, your connections can help build awareness. So, download Talents Day on iOS and share your talents with the world. And if you're an Android user, Talents will be available on Google Play at the end of the month. That's Talents, T-A-L-N-T-S. Hello, and welcome to Control While Delete, a seasoned podcast of The Verge. I'm going to keep doing it. How, how many synonyms? Are you sitting there with like a thesaurus <laughs> open on your laptop? No, it's actually every time I start the show, there's a moment of panic where I realize I have to come up with something. All right. Uh, I like pl- seasoned is good. Seasoned, yeah. I think, is uh, it implies a certain amount of uh, literally spice. Uh, but also, it, you know, it implies a, like a like a grit, like a like we we've learned something together. We've Anyhow, learned, we have we have we have. Look, here's yeah. the thing: I I believe that pressure breeds creativity, and so not thinking of what I'm going to say minutes before I say it, that's when the good stuff happens. You know, Anyhow. I I totally believe that too. That could yeah. be a whole podcast, but anyway, a whole podcast would be Walt sending me his column at five thirty on Tuesday before before it has to publish at nine a.m. on Wednesday. Um, no, it's good. Anyway, so this is Control Alt Delete. I'm Neil Patel, I'm the Energy of the Verge. Joined as always, my friend Walt Mossberg, our executive editor and the co-founder of Recode. Walt, how's it going, man? Uh, I, I'm I'm waiting for the giant snowstorm. Yeah, it's coming. Um, I was thinking I was going to get like a one of those loops of like a fire playing and put that on the TV and like you know just really really enjoy the snowstorm. Just really tuck in, not turn off all turn off all your devices. Mm-hmm. Just like be in be in the moment. Yeah, be in the, be in the moment. moment. With nature. Be in nature. You know what? That will never happen, Eli. <laughs> never <can't>. ever happen. <laughs> There's two people who cannot do that. It is the two people hosting. Yeah, the show. that's right. Um, but no, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. I you know I've noticed. Um, I was at my parents' house in Wisconsin. They still have like weird weather related. Um, like it, like their internet gets slower and their cable starts going out. And I realized in New York everything is everything. I'm so used to the weather just sort of like occurring around us and everything being fine. But all like it's funny how how much even. The point I'm trying to get at is, it's funny how everything comes through through the internet now. So if the internet gets disrupted, there's nothing else to do, right? Whereas <laughs> bef- when I'm at my parents' house, it's like the internet doesn't work, but the TV's still fine, and the phone's a separate system, so maybe that won't go out. But now everything in my house is an internet cable, um, and everything comes over my, like uh-huh. my FiOS. So if like the snowstorm uh-huh. comes and my FiOS is done, literally nothing else will work. And I, it's funny how we just like well, it's so I, much I, more. I, I will say now, I live. Uh, in Maryland, in the uh, Maryland suburbs mm-hmm. of D.C., and it's nothing at all like living uh, in New York. And <laughs> um, but I do have FiOS, and we have had some very bad blizzards in the last few years. Uh, and uh, FiOS has never gone out on me. Yeah. Now, this is not a commercial for Verizon. I have a lot of gripes about Verizon in various <laughs> ways, but but FiOS has been re- one of the most remar- reliable technology related things i have ever purchased i agree i, I, I yeah, have to it's, say my only my only uh, just to prove it's not commercial my only gripe with fios it won't let me really use my own router so I, I bought a much better router than the thing that it gave me and i'm using that as the wireless access point in my house but the actual routing still needs to be done on their piece of junk 
It drives me bonkers. Yeah, you know, it's funny. For years, uh, I, 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 they helped me set up an airport extreme, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't have to use their thing. And then I upgraded my plan or uh, something, and they they actually – and it didn't work. And, and they came out to the house and put their piece of junk thing in front of my airport extreme. Yeah, that's the way it goes. What are you gonna yeah. do? Anyhow, and it, but, all right. That's so, nothing to do well, with the topic well, of this. Yeah, Walt's podcast. column this week was about his airport <laughs> extreme and his FIOS connection. No, Walt <laughs> wrote a fiery column this week, lit up the site, lit up the internet, Twitter burned to the ground uh, about the nature of the smartwatch, which is and sort of where it's at. You know, it's it had a big moment, um, like a really big moment. I think there's often times when the press will hype up a product. Uh, and we are certainly complicit in doing that sometimes. But Apple, when it announced the the Apple Watch, they literally built a building. They invited every celebrity in the world. They right. invited the editors of every fashion magazine in the world. Right. They invited Instagram celebrities. They 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 literally said, "This is our next game changing product." They held up the digital crown. This is actually I, I wanted to. I should have. I should have mentioned this to you when we were talking about the column last night. But in particular, they said the digital crown is an interface paradigm you know, invention that is on par with the click wheel and multi-touch. Um, no. It, I mean, like, no. just, just the bombast of that statement alone is – so, like, the hype came from both sides of the aisle here. But now it's uh, it's over a year later, right? We're no, not we're, over, almost. Not, uh, no, it March. A, it was April. It was, uh, it was April. Uh, I think it was out. April that it came out. Yeah. No, but I meant since the since the launch. It was September that they announced it. Oh, I next. see. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's so it's over a year since the launch. We're we're cruising towards. I think the thing came out. It was April and came out, but we got review units. I think you and I both put our reviews in March, right? So we're like we're just sort of coming up on the idea of it being a year. Watch OS two has come out, and while I think. You summed it up. You, it's there's it still has a, a long way to go, right? And uh, uh, but I do want to thank uh, thank the Apple Watch uh, for uh, allowing you and I to be in the same room with all those fashionistas. Yeah, uh, it, it, it will never happen again. Um, and, uh, and <laughs> well, uh, they pr- they got to put mean, out another watch sometime. I mean, right? seriously, I was doing a TV uh, thing, and I looked over, and there was. Uh, not a fashionista, but just to show you the the range of people they had, Doctor Oz was doing a piece like <laughs> yeah. two, two, two TV booths down. It was unbelievable because because it has fitness in it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess it was a medical thing. No, so I wrote a piece, and 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 what I all what I'm saying is that you know I I, I clearly acknowledged, uh, and there's a whole section in the piece about how it's early days, and we can talk about that. But, uh, you know, even acknowledging that, it's it's pretty interesting that um, it just doesn't seem to have captivated people uh, the way so many other Apple products have, at least not so far. Now, it's been actually on sale for less than a full year. Right. And uh, so people would say, and I said actually in the piece, reminded people, it took a few years for things like the iPod to take off, uh, to really take off. But uh, nevertheless, given the degree of hype that you just described, it's kind of surprising that no one, no one talks about it. No one gets all excited about new apps for it. Um, 
you don't see much uh, discussion about it either in the real world uh, with with friends who might not be tech lunatics or or journalists or in the world we uh, travel in professionally. It's just and it's not just Apple. I don't want to lay this all on Apple, although um, they are now the dominant smartwatch maker um, by far. I think. Oh, by far. A, yeah, there you. The, the best various sources of mine pointed to uh, a report issued last week by an outfit in the UK called Juniper, uh, Juniper Research, or it's a research firm called Juniper, not the uh, network equipment uh, yeah. firm. And uh, they gave Apple a 52% share, even though they've been on the, in 2015, even though they had not even had it for the whole uh, calendar year. Uh and, you know, it's still a relatively small market. Their estimate was, I think, something like 17 million sold by everybody. But interestingly, the the people making watches based on Android Wear, which is Google's software platform for watches, smart watches, um, mm-hmm. the, by their reckoning, had less than 10% share. And yeah. uh, we have to go by the reckoning of analysts because um, Apple and Samsung and others don't give numbers out on these things um but it it, you know if you if you do the math it's like eight million or eight to nine million that apple sold uh in three quarters and if they were a small uh smartwatch startup that would be like you know you'd be popping the champagne corks i guess but if you're the biggest company or the I think they're yeah. the are they aren't they the biggest company by market cap now? Yeah, uh, not just tech company, but company. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna move the needle. Now they're obviously playing a long game, and for all I know, they may be very happy with that number for that period of time. I don't know. Well, I think uh, it comes down to what is the total the total addressable market for the Apple Watch is everybody with an iPhone, right? I mean, that's yeah, and and and. I read a piece the other day by a, by a good analyst saying that um, by by the th- I think he said the third quarter of this calendar year he expected the billionth iPhone to sell and that there would be about half of that number active. So that's a lot. That's a big addressable market if that's correct. Yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> uh, and I, that to me is the the crux of it. You you have this line in your piece. I don't think it needs a killer app, but you pointed out the two and a half things you do with it. Um, so and you want to go through those real quick, that your, your two and a half things? Sure. So yeah. here are the two and a half things. And uh, and I'll tell – well, here they, here they are. One is fitness. Uh, yeah. There, there's two kinds of fitness. The watch does both. I'm talking about the kind that is just trying to get otherwise sedentary people uh, like me – to uh, be more, you know, to burn more calories, to be more conscious of, of, uh, uh, of moving and and uh, uh, standing and doing all those kinds of things that help your health, and they have a very a good system for that. And I I do find the watch mot- a motivator and helpful for that. The second thing is notifications, um, especially if you are careful and customize your notifications so that you're not getting notified of everything every app wants to notify you about, uh, then it, then it, I find it very useful. It's actually a much uh, easier to uh, 
uh, you know, quickly uh, see a text uh, or a, a Slack notification yeah. or something like that um, on the watch uh, or an, even an email. Uh, if, if I have mine limited to uh, just like important contacts. Um, and uh, it's easier to do that than to pull the phone out of your pocket if you don't happen to be already holding it so can i uh, can i tell you one of my favorite memories yes okay just to divert you so i'm in the car so walt and i when walt first joined the verge walt and i go out to san francisco we meet up with lauren good uh and we run around all the tech companies and just say hey walt's at the verge now yep i mean it's gonna be cool let's chill out basically um (laughs) and i had rented this preposterous car this like right white dodge challenger uh and every morning i come down from the hotel and walt's leaning against it Holding his Trente uh, <laughs> Starbucks and just looking looking like the coolest dude in the world, and so we're pulling out. I'm in this. We're in this like ridiculous muscle car. We're pulling out of the parking lots of, of one of these companies, and I look at Walt, and he's just dictating a text to his Apple Watch. And I was like, this is just the most insane combination of things, like <laughs> the most futuristic thing, the most insane like muscle car retro thing, like. Where have I landed in my life that like Walt is just like quietly talking to his watch like Dick Tracy while I'm like flooring this muscle car? It was and, absolutely great. And I'm almost as old as Dick Tracy. <laughs> um, I don't. I actually probably not. I have no idea when Dick Tracy was invented. But um, uh, yeah, I do dictate into the watch not yeah. all the time, but right. that's one of the things they did really well. Siri dictation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Google dictation, by the way, if you right. were using Google, um, uh, both of those dictations work well on phones. But surprisingly, Siri works really well on the Apple Watch, even <coughs> when there's, I, in my experience at least, even with some background noise. I mean, obviously yep. not inside a, I don't know, a crowded train station or something, but uh, in mo- in most cases. So that's the second use case. And then the, the half use case is, is, which I thought when I wrote my review would be... Um, you know, I would use it all the time. I use it only about half the time. And that is paying and kind of authenticating, like, you know, with boarding passes on trains and planes yeah. and that kind of thing. I mean, Apple Pay works works great, partly because it doesn't really matter so much how you hold your wrist mm-hmm. for Apple Pay. Um, but things like uh, – and, and, and things – Payment systems or authentication systems that use QR codes or barcodes, sometimes the readers have been designed in such a way that you really have to contort your wrist and arm right. if you can even successfully do that to get the watch to register where a phone will sl- slip in or fit better. Right. I think the, the classic example here is the airline boarding pass, right? So right. you can – I don't know. I have Delta. So like – you can do it, and you can get the boarding pass on there, but getting through TSA and just, like, holding your thing there is not a great experience. No. Um, it's much easier to just hand him a phone and let him do it or whatever. Right. Um, you know, it's funny. That was one of the um, – and by the way, this is true of all smartwatches. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about Apple, and they're the market leader, and it's very easy to, to zero in on the specific faults or sort of incomplete elements of the Apple Watch. But this is true of – the Samsung Gear S2, it's true of the Android Wear watches where they've got all gone in slightly different directions, but the, the some core problems are common to every platform. Yeah, that, I, I agree with you. And But all I wanted to say about the, the two and a half or yeah. 
maybe if you're better uh, if if you're better with your wrist than me, maybe it's three. Uh, those are the use cases that I uh, uh, called out in my review because uh, I did my review in a little unusual way. I used it for a month before reviewing it. Yeah. Um, and mine was just a tad shorter than yours, if I remember, yeah. Eli. <laughs> And and uh, and although I I reread yours, I really enjoyed yours. Rereading it this week, Um, but uh, so I called those out in the review. Tim Cook has called those those uh, three things out, uh, particularly the first two uh, uh, in public in a number of occasions uh, since. And when I did my reporting for this column, which was uh, you know to talk to some people. Very, I don't, I don't forgot how I described it, but very close to or very highly knowledgeable about the Apple and the Samsung watches. Uh, Samsung, because frankly, they actually uh, do better than Android Wear. Yep. Um, not nearly as as big as Apple, but better than Android Wear. Uh, you know, I talked to people involved in those things who wouldn't be quoted. Um, these are the use cases they cite, also. And it's like, well, that was the; those were the use cases at the beginning. Now there's 13,000 apps for this Apple Watch, and they're still the right. main use cases, at least for me. And when you talk to the companies, uh, they cite the same use cases. So, if this is a pla- if this is a device which we could compare to the phone, which is kind of a hardware software platform on which you can build lots of different things, you would do with it. We haven't really moved very far right. since then. Yeah, I mean, I was at um, I was at a party on Saturday night, um, and this woman I know like was standing across from me. She was talking to my friend, and she kept checking her gold Apple Watch, and she was so not excited. gold. She didn't really have a eighteen karat gold one. No, I think she had the gold. Uh, the gold you can buy the gold sport one now, and then oh, she, yeah, had, gold she had aftermarket. Color. She didn't actually have the gold one. Um, I don't. Do you know anybody with the actual gold one outside of Apple executives? I do not. Um, yeah, it's as far as I can tell, it's like Apple executives and like Moby have the gold one. Now, in, in my in my uh, subdivision out here in Maryland, uh, you know, I don't think the income levels rise high enough. But so Anyhow, you're at a party. So I'm at a party. Um, anyway, so so she, this woman is talking. She's great, and she's like excited. And she's like having this other conversation, and she just kept on glancing at her watch. And I finally was like. You got to tell me what's going on with this watch. And she's like, I love this thing because I never have to use my phone. She works in sales. And she's like, I am away from my phone or I'm with clients and it's rude to look at my phone. And I'm just constantly looking at what's going on. And I I can deal with some things, but it doesn't really matter because I just need to be aware of what's happening yeah. without looking like I'm taking my attention away. Yeah. And she's like, I'm, I'm addicted to it. And I think that's it. right? I think there's my counterpoint to your it needs more functions, is actually, I think, all of these smartwatch manufacturers, but particularly Apple, they try to put too much shit into it, right? Like, it does too much instead of nailing these things that we know it should do. So it doesn't actually nail telling you the time, right? Like, you have to turn it a couple times sometimes to get it to light up and just show you the time. Uh-huh, that's, that's right. That's a weird problem. It doesn't nail notifications, it does a good eh, job of it does a good job on notifications. It does a good job, but Apple like the move there could have been for Apple to 
make notifications on the iPhone much smarter, and then to build a better system for controlling which ones go to your watch. And like, that's, uh, it's a pretty complex, it's like, it's very, I have a lot of apps on my phone and like, yeah, I do deciding too. I have which a long ones are gonna... list of notification choices to make. Yes. Right. And I agree with you, but you know, I, 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 I think they did okay on that. Mm. I think they did okay. I, yep. So I disagree. So like I, I, I would say I disagree. I think they could spend the entire next revision of this thing making the idea of wristboard notifications um, from your phone or from wherever, from the sky, from the cloud, like super powerful, and that would create a new class of things. Um, and then the the health and fitness tracking, it's you know they, they, it's there, it's functional, it it's like a gimme feature for if you wear it. Um, some people buy it for it, but a lot of the people I know who you do fitness tracking in that way, they love being able to like share their results or like be in a little social network about it. And that piece still isn't. Th- and so all I'm saying is you could have taken these two and a half things that everybody likes about it and you could have blown them out. And instead there's the two and a half things. And then there's just like wide variety of other things. Uh, like I still don't know why the watch has, um, a music player that doesn't work with Apple Music, right? Like that's a really strange moment for. Well, Apple it's to be partly in. because the uh, Apple's watch, and I should note that Samsung's Gear S two uh, does d- does not suffer from this problem. Apple's watch does not have um, cellular. No, but built, like built in, but you it. can't download a playlist from Apple Music and send it to watch. Like it still needs to be files. Like you still need to own the files from iTunes. Yeah. That's the, right. That's a. It's like each same, same with photos. You right. can put a, a folder of photos on there, but you can't like if you have your photos in Apple's <laughs> cloud, cloud or in anybody's cloud, you that you, you can't get them on the watch no, because the watch because the watch. No, that's uh, not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you on your phone download a playlist from Apple Music, yep, and then say I want this playlist. Like you've got the files now. It's not the the watch doesn't have to talk to the cloud. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if long, you so you can download the files locally, so they work. Oh, offline if you did, if you first downloaded the files, right? Then you can't just like kick them to over one of your other devices. I see. And that's like a weird, you know. It's just so it just doesn't have the playlist. Fun. I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. And so it's just every my my oh, my, a, my bigger look, point here is you could take almost every feature of the Apple Watch, and you could really take every feature of Android Wear and the Gear S2. But again, the Apple Watch is so dominant. You could take every feature and say, you could have either cut this out and put the focus here, or you could have built it into a complete thought. And I think that that's really the one where it kills me. Whereas I think what you're saying is there's an entire category of new features that they could explore. I am. I am saying that. I, I do want to point out that uh, once in a while when I'm really bored, I'll look at the different apps on there and I'll pick one to look at. And usually I hit the wrong icon, which is another whole story. <laughs> but, uh, and then even after I hit the right icon, I'm waiting and I'm waiting for some data to load. I did. That is how I found out about the Packers loss. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to bring that up, but it's true. No, you were definitely trying to bring it up. No, you, you reminded me earlier about it. And then I remembered <laughs> that I used the ESPN thing on there and there it was. <laughs> So, um, uh, it, so the other category, mm-hmm. um, I think that, uh, and I admit that I'm 
there's a certain vagueness to this, but you know, I think you would agree that we're clearly entering a world full of sensors uh, in the physical world, uh, in your home, in uh, uh, retail and other out-of-the-home physical uh, uh, locs- locations and in your car, uh, where there are useful things that can be done, and many are already do- uh, doable with phones, uh, if the if if the device is on your body somehow and knows who you are and it has some security feature to it. Uh, now, your smartphone fits most of that definition, except you're, it's not always with you. It's with mm-hmm. you most of the time, but it's not always with you to the extent a watch is. And um, it's... Interesting because when you take it out of your pocket, it doesn't sort of disengage from uh, from the security aspect. You know what I mean? Uh, right. When you when you when you take, if I hand you my iPhone, it still thinks you're me. Uh, but if I take off my Apple Watch, you have to know my password uh, to get back in. Uh, now they overcome that with a fingerprint for for high security things like purchases. But anyway, I I think the watch could become a kind of token Mm -hmm. that sits, because it's already on your wrist and you don't think about it unless it buzzes you or something, uh, taps you, sorry, um, to uh, notify you uh, or you're looking at the time. It's just there. Uh, It could become a token for you to interact with these sensors in your home. So as you approach the door... If you have like an August door lock, which I reviewed uh, when it came out, um, that's a Bluetooth thing and it, and it uses your phone. Um, it could, but what if you don't have your phone? Well, you're likelier to have your watch. So um, it would just know that. Uh, it could, when, and then when you walked in the house, you know, the, the Nest thermostat or some other brand of thermostat, Echo B or one of those, could... Uh, know that somebody's home and 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 heat up or cool down the house, whatever it is. Uh, even if the thermostat is located as it is in my house, someplace where there's not a lot of foot traffic walking by it, uh, you could, uh, you know, instead of just paying at Starbucks, uh, y- you could, as you approach Starbucks, if you have if you had a regular order. My Trenta, for instance, uh, <laughs> the watch could alert them that I was, you know, walking in from the parking lot, and they could get going on it. So there's, you know, th- that's just my kind of limited imagination. There are smarter people than me working on it, but I think possibly the the bigger new feature for these things is as a personalized digital token. It's too small. To do uh, the screen area on it is is too small to do a lot of the things you can do on a phone, and certainly that you can do on a tablet or a laptop. But if but it's but it's a digitally powerful device with which with the right uh, components could be that token, and that's what I what I wrote. And I think that's really interesting because it um almost even the phone, which I, mean, I think a lot of the scenarios you describe you might have your phone with you, right? Starbucks can kind of do this thing right now when you walk in. Yeah, you might have your phone with you. But 
when you think about the next level of things where the phone isn't physically connected to you, right? So I I think a lot about passwords and password security, right? I'm always changing my passwords around. Um, we have we just our company just demanded that we two factor everything. So I know it's great. That's so, yeah, a good so, policy. If you run a company, you should absolutely do it. But I have to like look up two factor codes all the time now. Um, and there's some absolutely do it on your wrist, but it would be a lot simpler if my two factor code was: Am I wearing a watch and have I authenticated to my phone? Yeah, it would um, with my fingerprint. And now the watch is on me and knows that like my heart is beating. You know, like um, no, no, th- you're absolutely right. And, I, and, and you can just sort of like keep spinning out these scenarios. Again, it's a it's a digital token you're wearing, and it it's perfectly you know for all the two of us know, uh, Apple had thought of this even before it did this flashy announcement, but it's playing a long game and it takes some time to get this right. And, you know, or uh, Google, Google has thought of it or Samsung has thought of it. I don't know. Well, so we should talk about the Google, Android Wear for one second because I have this I have this general theory of, of sort of technology that I've been noodling on. I'm actually really interested to hear what you think about it, um, which is that, you know, technology is like, demanding it demands of you things it demand you know phone for example if you get a new one um you have to care for the battery you have to carry it around you might have to learn new software if you get a new app you have to like learn a new interface and you know you have to you have to care for it in some way Mm -hmm. and then that that should give you some value and for the most part a lot of the technology we talk about provides you far more value than care Right. So yeah. a phone, you figure out a phone, how to use it, you charge the battery every night, it provides you an enormous amount of value. You don't care about charging the phone every day. A watch, you literally have to wear it. You have to put it on your body, which means <laughs> the amount of care that you put into the watch is way higher than the phone. You have to commit to this thing as a part of your person, which is I think why Apple spent so much time talking about fashion, why every other company is spinning around trying to find, you know, Google put out their, their tag away or like $50,000 watch or whatever it is, right. 25000 I mean, every company is trying hard to capture that fashion aspect because they know the cost of the technology is high. And I, and I don't mean the, the dollar's price. I mean, you literally have to wear it and think about it all the time. And so you have to come up with some value that is equivalent to the cost of wearing it all the time. And I think this token idea suggests that value for the first time. It's not we're going to passively track your fitness. It's not um, you can look at Instagram on it. It's not, you know, even you can check the time. It's wearing this thing instead of another watch will make your life tangibly better for this reasons all of the time. And if that thing is suddenly your, your identity, your, you know, there's a token of you that's connected to the outer world and is verifying that you are there and that you're literally your heart is beating and that will make things happen around you. That is very powerful, but none of that exists yet. Right. And like the way you see Google trying to solve it is they're like, you're going to wear this all the time. And Google now is going to be always thinking about you and sending you little automatic alerts. No, thanks. So, no, right. I mean, yeah, that, that's a little, that creeps me out a little. So I, so, but it's another way of solving the problem. Of it's like, it's like, value. it's like Homeland Security will suddenly lock the band on your watch so you can't take it off. Right. And, and just, yeah. and just like, I don't know, it'll become an ankle bracelet on your wrist. Uh, that would be bad. But, but, <laughs> but, it, but it, I think there's a movie script here. You know, yeah, like it starts, it starts out really benign, like I was suggesting in the com, like we've just been, 
talking about, like really benign and friendly. You get your drink at Starbucks, and then suddenly the robots turn bad, and your watch is like holding you prisoner. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I get your point about the care versus value equation. Uh, I, I'm not sure how diff- how much work you have to put into putting the watch on in the morning. I know there are people who sleep with watches. I mean, yeah. long, long before there were smartwatches, and they probably sleep with their smartwatch too. Although I don't know, I guess maybe not because you have to charge it. But um, uh, I, I don't think it's a huge barrier to have to put the watch on as as a, as compared to putting the phone in your pocket. It's it's a little it's a little more. Well, it's another computer, right? It's another thing you got to yeah, charge. It is. Like but, the battery might die. You know, but but my so my point is. You're not going right now. If you look at and and when I was actually writing this column, or uh, uh, you know, noodling around doing the interviews and so forth, I was wearing two watch. I was wearing an Apple Watch and I was wearing a Moto Android Wear watch. Uh, and um, y- y- you know, it occurs to me that regardless of the uh, input mechanisms and the user interfaces, uh, that the screen is just necessarily too small and you know the digital crown has not proven to be the equal of (laughs) multi-touch i i I mean do they think they knew and right well i'm saying that like do you think they knew that they were just i don't i don't remember them specifically saying it the way you did absolutely specifically all right all right all right it is it is like i i remember the giant picture of the digital crown i do remember that i Uh, when they said that i was like i literally cringed i was like you can't that is a promise that is too far. And right? like, and Samsung, of course, is claiming they ha- they have a rotating bezel, which is not a new thing. I mean, you know, like the Amazon Echo has a rotating <laughs> bezel, but they're yeah, they're they're claiming it's it, it sort of the same idea. Uh, so regardless of what UI mechanism uh, or input mechanism they have, I think what I'm trying to say about the tokenization, one aspect of it is that you might have a one time setup of what you wanted that token to do. Mm-hmm. But the idea that I had in my head when I was writing those words were was that, you know, you wouldn't be constantly touching, uh, you know, icons on the watch or doing swipes or anything. I mean, the thing would just say, hey, Neli is here, uh, needs to board this plane. Uh, Neli is here, uh, turn the heat down or whatever it is, you know. And that would have been set up before and hopefully intelligently with maybe some variation built into it by time of day or whatever and or even it could be a gesture you know, flick your wrist twice fast and something happens something that would basically not have you constantly paying attention to this very small screen uh that's what i think could be a very big very attractive thing that might get it to the point where the iPod got to in the second or third, really the third generation, where the iPhone got to once it had an app store and once it had 3G. But those are different. Yeah, the 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 I, I we, just before the show started, I was talking about the iPod, and, and we're a little over, but let's go into it. But th- those are different, right? What unlocked the iPhone was they changed the pricing model and let AT and T subsidize it, so it became cheaper, and they turned on the app store, right? Right. Those those are like massive changes. Right. What happened with the iPod was they put out the Windows version and they brought the price down a little bit. 
Right? Co- I mean, like correct. fundamentally, the, those are the things that they did, and those are, uh, in my mind, the scale of those changes is like they they didn't even put out iTunes for Windows at first. They they signed up like Music Match or whatever. Like they just made it more compatible, and they brought the price down, and then everyone in the world wanted an iPod, and that is a different. Uh, you know, it, you know, you were talking earlier about you know you were reading my review, and I don't know you re- reviewed far more products than me, but every now and again I'm like writing a review, and I'm like, am I just blowing it? Is this the biggest product in the world? And I'm pointing out these flaws, and they don't matter at all. Oh, I know that feeling, yeah. Um, and I think the, the comparison in my mind when I was writing the watch review was the iPad. Like everybody kind of missed the iPad at the, at the launch moment. They're like, it's just a big iPhone. And it turned out that was never the case, right? In many ways, it is a big I did, iPhone. I never said that. Well, yeah, but well, I'm, I, I didn't either. Mine. I, no, I didn't either. But I'm saying that was, in my mind when I was reviewing the watch, the thing I was thinking was, if I get this wrong, it's is the same as getting the iPad wrong. Yeah. Right? That's that It will be the same level of thing. And I think what's what's happened with the watch is you've got the, the unlock moment I can't tell if it's going to be more like the iPhone unlock moment when they needed to make some big changes and have this flood of third-party app developers unlock all these unforeseen uses for it, or if the unlock moment will be they lower the price and something else happens. You know, like they make well, it or, or whatever. Like whatever or this big <clears throat> kind of paradigm rethinking, which is implied in this token thing. Um, right. Which doesn't, by the way, it's not mutually exclusive. <clears throat> Excuse me. If they made it more standalone and so things were much faster and apps could be seriously richer because they could talk to the cloud directly, uh, I think that would help. That that would also help a lot. I mean, something's e- either it's going to be a footnote, as I said at the end of my piece, or <clears throat> something will happen that that isn't there right now. Mm-hmm. That will make people feel like they they want or need to have these as integral to their as being integral to their lives, and and that's not that has not happened yet yet, and um, and you know I it may not be the same pattern as uh, iPod and iPhone. It may be a different thing, which is why I talked about this token idea, which is a right. diff- different idea than those guys had. It, but it may also be that it's not a lot of third party like for instance people have pointed out to me and I did mention this uh briefly in the column you can find apple watch apps that uh turn that control certain internet of things items today right but you have to go get the app and when you get it it's slow like all the other apps and you have to find it in that huge constellation thing that fills up the screen and all that Whereas if you built it in as a core <clears throat> element of the thing and you thought of the thing as your kind of digital token that sits on your on your body, uh, you wouldn't have that problem. So it, it, it might involve some rethinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, my, the, the thing for me that I'm thinking about and the reason I kept thinking about the iPad was the unlock for the iPad happened just because it existed. Right? They didn't have to change anything. It just it came out and it was so much better than a bad Windows PC that lots of people bought them. And now the problem they're having is lots of people have them and it's just fine. Right? Yeah. And they, they need to add no, that functionality right. to it. I mean, I use I use my iPad instead of my laptop. Yeah, and and I'll say the split screen stuff. I've been <coughs> For using a lot it on of my things, Air. Yeah. I, have, I have an Air too. It's like good. It like works. It really you know, works. It, yeah. They can 
you know, again, you can refine, refine, you know, refine, if, like right if, now it works. If I'm reading something on the web or even a book and I suddenly feel the urge to check email or Slack or Twitter or something, I can just slide a window over and do it. So it, it really, to me, it impinges on, it's not a blown up iPhone. Uh, there's a lot of behaviors. But, the, but I had to get there. Like first, like you couldn't do that in the iPad until this year. By the way, I do like that what we've been revealing over the course of the show is that you're a Slack addict. I don't know. If, I don't know if the <laughs> listeners have noticed it as much as I have. Walt brings up Slack like four times a show. It's great. Uh, no, but like, but they had to add the, these features, right? And those features haven't sparked some like revolutionary spike in iPad sales. Like they put out the thing, and it was so inherently great that everybody just bought one, and they didn't need to make any changes to to crack right. the market like they did with the phone. Or the, right. It actually I, it actually had faster adoption than any other consumer electronic device at the time. Right. It was, so it was I, amazing. I just think, it's it's that you know and it's on the other side of it you know you, you've got Google and Android Wear and it's like they've got they their unlock moment I think needs to be a much more Microsoft move where every other watchmaker runs Android Wear right and it, it is essentially the um the 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 new watch mechanism instead of buying gears and dials and batteries and what have you you're, you're buying an android wear computer and dressing that up in different kinds of cases and that's what watchmakers do and it's you know well, isn't that their plan isn't that what they intend but so far google's not i mean they've you know every other watchmaker is like kind of screwing around like fossil's got its own thing going on what's watch has got its own thing casio's got its own thing google needs to like get in the whole game because Sam- mostly mostly most importantly samsung which is their biggest phone partner is not using Android for its latest watches. I mean, it, it did one Android where it's, it's, by the way, it's amusing when we talk about trying to find the killer case for the killer use case. Mm-hmm. Samsung has done seven smartwatches since, yep. since 2013. Seven. Yep. And I don't think all told they've sold, I'd be surprised if they've sold a million all, right. all told. But I think they, you know, what they accomplished. For better or worse, what they accomplished was they'd put the idea into the market before Apple could. Yeah, I think that's all they wanted to do with the first one. And then Samsung iterates so fast. But I think their goal in <clears> putting <throat> the first one out was to just say, like, here's a commercial of a guy wearing a smartwatch. And everyone's yeah. like, I'll wait for the <laughs> Apple one. But, like, at least, you know, like, um, but by the way, I found this quote. Uh, we're, we're way over, so we should end it. But I found this quote. This is Tim Cook uh, announcing the Apple Watch. You ready? It turns out with every revolutionary product that Apple has created, a breakthrough in user interface is acquired. With the Mac, we introduced the mouse, with the click wheel, uh, the click wheel on the iPod, and with the iPhone, multi-touch gave us the ability to interact with beautiful canvas of photos or video or music. The Apple Watch required the same kind of careful, deliberate deliberation. Uh, and then he says some stuff. The display is too small, this and that. So we placed the ex- extra functionality on the mechanism that's on the watch for decades. On this dial, it's called the crown. On the Apple Watch, it's called the digital crown. So literally, he put the crown up there with the mouse, with multi-touch, and the click wheel. And I, I just remember thinking at that moment, wow, what a bet you're making on this whole idea of like what a watch is going to do and how it's going to work that you're saying we we have invented the next mouse and it's this Well, style. you know, we should reunite uh, uh of course we're going to keep doing this every week, but in yeah. a, in a year we should do one on how fares the digital crown because I got to tell you right now today and I don't hate the Apple Watch. I need to make that point. I, I yeah. specifically said I don't regret buying it. I have it on right now as I'm talking to you, 
but I forget the digital crown does stuff. Yep. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I keep touching the screen when I have to do something because that's what I do on all my other devices from Apple, all my other mobile devices from Apple. Right, and I just forget about the digital crown. I maybe I'm, maybe I'm the only one, Neil. I don't know. I don't. But. I don't think you are. I mean, I would say, and I have no insight into it. Maybe you have more. I I would say it might be like a fifty fifty shot. The next version of the Apple Watch even has the thing, right? Oh. And if, if their if their goal is to simplify the design and to just make it be be itself, be inevitable, then why why keep gluing on a thing that people people aren't using? But maybe that's just I don't know insight. It's just you want to bet money on that. You know, well, I just paid off a bet. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready to go back down that hole. <laughs> yeah. well, it only took you six months to pay it off. That's so, true. Why don't know. we let the rumors heat up a little bit? <clears throat> let me see where yeah. my odds are moving, and then we'll get back to it. All right, I, I'm into that. All right, uh, I think we should probably end it there. Yeah, um, that was a fun show. It was a good one. Um, yeah. I'm sure people have thoughts on this. I'm confident that they do. And I you know, I will say this. I think the Apple Watch, just like well, I don't hate the thing. I think it is utterly fascinating if you think about how much technology is into it is in it, how much engineering it required, how much software development it required, how much they've had to leverage what they did with the iPhone to make this thing work. It is an absolutely fascinating project. And I'm much more positive on the sort of Google Now aspect of the Android Wear stuff. So, I mean, this these these things are coming. They're coming at us. I think all the criticism you're hearing is two people who are literally professional critics saying they could be better in very specific ways. Um, so regardless of that, even though I said that and even though Walt said it, I'm sure people are going to want to talk to us about this and you right. us about it. So here are the ways you can do that. You can tweet at us. Um, we love that. You can tweet at me. I'm at Reckless. Walt is at Walt Mossberg. Uh, quickest fave in the West, as they say. Um, you can write us emails. I'm not going to tell your email addresses because if you can't figure out our email addresses at theverge.com, then honestly, I, it's probably for the best. Uh, you can, <laughs> let's be clear. Uh, you can leave us comments on iTunes. We love those. We appreciate it when you rate and review us on iTunes. Um, and just generally, you can leave comments all around the website. And... On top of that, we have a huge number of other shows that you can listen to. Um, I host the Vergecast. It'll be on tomorrow, live on Thursdays at 4.30, and you can listen to it on iTunes. Uh, Chris Plant hosts uh, What's Tech, which is wonderful. Emily and Liz have brought back Verge ESP, which is now weekly. It's very exciting. Kara Swisher hosts the wonderful Recode Decode uh, alongside Peter Kafka. And then our friend and fellow Verge editor Lauren Good has started a new podcast with Kara uh, called Too Embarrassed to Ask, where she answers all of your questions about... Uh, technology and gadgets. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Super fun. Those two are just, uh, compared to us, they're like lightning rods. Oh, yeah, yeah, this my, show is sleepy yeah, right. as hell compared to that. Yeah, this, Anyhow. This is just the kind of the guys, you know, yeah. sec, second tier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where the, yeah, it's, it's a seasoned podcast, I think is what Seasoned, we're yeah. They're, weather. they're much more It's, it's weather. It's weather. It's yeah. weather. <laughs> It's the grizzled podcast of the verse. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn kids and their watches. <laughs> uh, anyhow, all of that is available at iTunes.com slash The Verge. Recode stuff is available on iTunes as well. Please listen to it all. We love having you as listeners and 
uh, members of our community. I don't know, some other words about the audience. I'm trying to butter up the audience so they don't yell at us too much about the Apple Watch. I know. Um, anyhow, that's it. We'll be back next week. Thank you again so much, Walt. Thank you, Neli. Take care.